Final segment for us. Joining us in studio, Neil Lomax, Judah Newby. Countdown to kickoff crew here. And I'll tell you what. Neil didn't hold anything back coming in the studio. He wants that coconut milk His first blood. word was coconut walking through the door. <laughs> I didn't even get a good morning in. <laughs> I felt like a rookie in the NFL again. Just the vet coming in. Where's my coconut milk coffee? It's like, man. And? I, and, I told and you, and I lost, Oregon scored so many points, I lost track. I couldn't remember what our bet was. I was like, was it 57 and a half, 67 and a half? I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of, of milk, I, I've milked you for like 67.5. You, you got me. <laughs> Here I am talking about how nice That's the guy Neil bad. is, no. and all of a sudden he just <laughs> yeah. takes advantage all of my kindness. All these kind words an hour ago. Uh, you, guys are, you guys are fine. Get, pay me back. Now it'll be like three of them now because there's interest involved. Sure, too. Sure. So, yeah. You guys look great this morning. I've been listening to your show. You guys are sound energetic. Thank you. Excited. Yes. Well, we, thank Number three, yeah. Mm. yeah. Ducks, the, the third preseason exhibition game, <laughs> yeah, for the Ducks. Here yeah. we go. What so, do you guys think about that? Are you? I mean, we're ready for real competition, aren't we? To watch Oregon play. Uh, well, it's next week. Yeah, I mean, it's next week. Yeah, Jordan and I were just talking about it. And there's good to that, bad to that. We're talking about man, maybe they should have scheduled a, a mid kind of major there in the Big Five and Minnesota's or a Texas Tech. You throw in there, but hey, it is what it is. But it's three of them, not just one or two. It's three at home. I mean, four home games. I don't know about you, Joe. I, I played a lot of ball. High school, college, the pros. Never over two or three home games in a row. It's quite a run for the Ducks at Autzen. Well, it's tough, too, because they had three straight home games without the students in town as well, too. And so, yeah, the remaining home slate's pretty good for Oregon moving forward after this. But... Yeah, that first road game at Cal here in a couple weeks will be an eye-opener. And I think if you're a Duck fan, you would flip-flop the Cal and Stanford games. Maybe you ramp things up by going on the road, playing Cal, getting used to being on the road in a hostile environment. You're going to get used to a little bit more athleticism than what you've seen these first three games. Then you get ready for Stanford. But as you said, you go from San Jose State to Stanford, and you're seeing such a huge difference in strength, athleticism, and execution as well, too. And that could be a wake-up call, and that goes for Stanford as well, too, because they're coming from UC Davis to going on the road to playing Oregon next week as well. That's an interesting point you bring up. So at Portland State, we never really had that problem because the students never came to the game. Yeah. So <laughs> I, don't think our, I don't think our student body knew, even knew where Civic Stadium well, I think was. The, you know, I think but, the average but, age but, of the student at Portland State might be different it, it, than the average age of the student at Oregon as well, But I, I would think that would be a major factor in basketball. I mean, yeah. you watch the basketball games at down at, mm-hmm. at Knight Stadium and, and, and watching the Pac-12 with the student sections and that's it, Arizona State with oh, yeah. the, the curtain and the cloud. Yeah, the... So football, <laughs> but you were there. So is that a big deal at Austin with the student section? No, I, I would say if you're comparing college basketball to college football, student sections make a huge difference in basketball. You can hear everything right. in the basketball arenas. Football, eh, not so much because you know the student sections are pretty far removed from the field. There's so many other noises going on. It's really just the overall overall noise of the stadium itself that can potentially get to you on offense. And so... The students not being there, that's not a big deal, I think, for right now. Obviously, they're going to be in full force next week for a 5 p.m. kickoff against Stanford. And, you know, you're going to have Watson Stadium rocking at that point for sure. That's going to do it for us. That was a quick segment. All right. uh, Breezing through that. That's going to do it for us here on the (laughs) show. Great job, by the way. Nice work, Judah. Hashtag analysis. Hashtag analysis. Great laugh track. Great laugh track. That was the football the whole time. (laughs) Reminder, you can watch the Ducks game on the Pac-12 Network starting today at 2. Right after the final whistle, catch the Oregon College Football postgame show. You can react immediately right here on 102.9750, the game. Countdown to kickoff. Judah and Neil is next. Right after this update, we're going to hang around for one more segment. Nice. Right after a Matthew Zimmer update.
Countdown to kickoff on 102.9750 The Game. Welcome in to the newbie, Neil Lomax. Big show ahead of the Ducks taking on San Jose State. We're going to talk some Oregon football. Tyson Alger of The Athletic joins us at 1230. Chris Miller, former NFL quarterback, contemporary of Neil Lomax. He'll be joining the show at the 1 o'clock hour. Nick Daschle of the Oregonian will preview the Beaver-Nevada game live from Reno in the 1 o'clock hour as well. But first, continuing our crosstalk segment, Ryan Perkins, Jordan Kent joining us in studio as well. And guys, we're just talking off the air. This Willie T mm. game in the Syracuse Carrier Dome. 23-0. Q's up on FSU. 10 minutes to go in the game. This is bad. Well, the right tackle just got beat twice in a <laughs> row, and Francois, the quarterback for Florida State, got blasted. After the second time he got knocked down, his offensive tackle tries to pick him up. Francois slaps his hand away. Oh, my gosh. This is high school. So, this is high school this attitude. Is not it, looking just, good. Speaking of high school, so our uh, Eric, Eric Dungy yeah. from Lake Ridge High School. Uh, I, I got here a little late. I saw the score, though. I was watching earlier. He did start, so he, yes. he was injured. So his first pass attempt of the game, a non-contact throw wasn't even that rushed he came off holding his right elbow on a third down pass that fell incomplete after that he came back into the game but i think he took a couple of hits because they got the backup quarterback in now first quarter syracuse does so eric Dungey yeah, went late, out in the first quarter i think late second quarter he was out for good i haven't seen him come back into the game yet but so it um, could be 48 to nothing it could be worse I mean, <laughs> but at halftime it was only six nothing so yeah, but eric Dungey is, is he's last year and a half two years they upset clemson yeah. last year Upset Clemson at home, and this is just a we've seen this movie before. Now Florida State gets their turn coming to the the Carrier Dome. That's right. By the way, Scott Frost. Yeah, what's the Troy State update? Twenty-four to thirteen, Troy leads <laughs> Nebraska. Four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And what's think, happening? And I think that's a different situation. I think a lot of Duck fans, let's be honest, they're not hoping for a whole lot of W's for Florida State this year, whereas I think a lot of people look at Scott Frost and look at the job that he did at UCF and the fact that he's back at his alma mater. They want him to do really well there, but I think they're out without their quarterback right now at Nebraska. Right. And mm-hmm. we, you know this, Neil, especially in college football, if you don't have your quarterback there's not a whole lot you can do unless you've got a stud at backup, which it's hard to keep second-string quarterbacks in college because they want to transfer somewhere else. Yeah, that's correct. And uh, most of the colleges have three or four that can play. But that number one guy is getting 90% of the reps. Mm -hmm. And they go pretty light on Mondays, kind of light on Tuesdays, hard work on Wednesdays, pretty good good Thursday, Friday's walkthrough. The starting quarterback's getting 90% of the reps. Mm -hmm. So you lose him right away, really drop off. It's just the rhythm, the continuity. Uh, but again, talent. He's the number one guy. So Nebraska's Martinez, yeah. right? Got hurt. We saw him last week. There were actually some controversy though how that injury took place against Colorado. Frost was not happy about that hit. No, not at all. And if you compare it to backup quarterback situations in the NFL, your backup in the NFL was a number one guy in college at some point. So he's got the ability to make throws. He's just lacking maybe that elite ability. And obviously Neil can speak speak more to it than I can of being able to read defenses and anticipate coverages and whatnot. But in college, your backups sometimes are lacking the fundamental skills to make every throw accurately and on time, as well as the compounding effect of not being able to read defenses as fast as possible, thinking rather than reacting out there. So 
I don't blame Nick Saban for keeping two quarterbacks on the roster because they're one injury away from maybe stubbing their toe and losing a game and whatnot. And so you see what it does. And I think that leads to a question for this Oregon game is, will they give their backups more of an opportunity against San Jose State? Because so far, Neil, in the first two games of the year for the Ducks, we've seen eight pass attempts for Braxton Burmeister and zero for Tyler Shuck. Well, but it's it's also a respect thing by the coaching staff where you're in the fourth quarter, you're up by 60. I mean, you really don't want to throw it. I mean, you want to see Braxton get some throws. You want to see Tyler Shuck get some real live action and some throws. But still, it's 65-7, to seven, guy. It's 62-. to. Come on. It, the respect matter is why are you throwing it unless it's third down and 10? So you're in a different situation, Jordan Wynn. To me, you're not. It's not real live football. You're already up by 55 mm. points, and you're sticking a kid in there. He's kind of like, well, crap. I shouldn't really. But it's if it's third down, you got to throw it. Well, well, coaches don't have that gentleman's agreement where they might not be able to understand that on the other side of the ball, I'm trying to get reps from my backup. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I'm also trying to develop my team. I don't have my number one guy out there. My backup's not thrown to my number one receivers. I mean, and, I, and I it's also your system. So true. you have to run pass option. It's, it is a run pass option. It true. is. He's reading. I mean, Braxton Burmeister is reading the defense. They're reading. Here's my read. If it's if it's there, if it's only four guys in the box, I'm giving the zone. Mm-hmm. If there are five or six guys in the box, backers coming, I'm pulling it, throwing a slant. It's a read. So they're going to react to the coverage anyway. It's a certain play called. But if they if you don't you give me the right coverage, my job is to read it, execute it, and I got to throw it if the throw mm. is there. Mm. That's the system they have. So you don't, yeah. The gentleman's agreement is this is our system. I mean, we're the run and shoot at right. Portland State. Hey, we're throwing every down. <laughs> so you're talking to the wrong guy here. Yeah. I'm throwing the fourth quarter anyway. So I'm hoping Tyler <laughs> Shuck gets in there and, and has eight or nine pass attempts. I'd like to see the guy throw. Um, us too. Us yeah. too, especially with the redshirt rules, because Brian and I were talking about this where. I mean, how valuable is it that you have the chance to watch these guys play four games before you have to decide to redshirt them or not? Why not see what they can do in game action while you can still redshirt them later before you lose that opportunity to do so? Yeah. So here's the question I have then. You put Braxton in the start second quarter. See I, think, I think second half is the well, argument. Second I, quarter. It's 21 nothing, and you want to see him have live bullets because what if Justin goes down mm. in the first quarter of the Stanford game? You want Herbert to pad those Heisman stats? Yeah. Okay. You got to get him to New York, baby. <laughs> I mean, you finished seventh in the Heisman voting one year. Okay, well, I would have been third if he would have kept me in the whole second half there. <laughs> Is that what you guys are saying? <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. Mouse took my butt out the second half. Yeah, you okay, would have beat okay. out Jim McMahon <laughs> right. that year. And to that point, Herbert's got nine touchdowns through the first two oh, games. Oh, if yeah. he can get another three or four, that's going to really mm-hmm. add to his resume. And let's say... The Ducks do get to either the Pac-12 title game or they finish second in the North and they're able to get a win over Stanford or Washington. You're going to love those 11, 12, 13 touchdowns you get over the first three games that bumps his total to 30, 35-plus potentially at the end of the year. And as long as Jalen Red's in the game, just give yeah. my God, he's got four <laughs> touch, five touchdowns and then seven catches or something. As long as he's in with Justin, you got TDs. Well, we were joking. He's number 30, and you're thinking, like, wait, is this the ninth <laughs> running back for the Ducks? No, he's a receiver. Yeah, just right. happened to be number 30. Skill. He's a There's playmaker. Skill positions. Yeah. You're listening to Countdown to Kickoff. This is Crosstalk. Neil Lomax, Jordan Kent in the house, Judah Newby, Brian Perkins. Before we go out, though, thoughts on the Beaver game. Beavers, Nevada. On, in front of the national television audience on ESPN3 today. <laughs> Four o'clock kick down there in Reno. Big time streaming audience today. Yeah, that's right. Big time streaming. That stream's right, going to go down. Yeah. Easy no, I really want to watch this one, though. But Perkins and Kent, quickly, your thoughts on that one. Who do you got winning this game? 
You know, I think that uh, I think that if you're a Beaver fan, you just want to be in this game right at the end. I mean, I know that Vegas doesn't have Oregon State winning this game. I think they're three and a half point dogs as it stands right now. But I think that if you have a chance to win this game with three to four minutes left, you're pretty happy as a Beavers fan. But I don't I don't know if they have what it takes to get it done on the road quite yet. But 20th in the nation in rushing are the Beavers so far this season. Pierce goes down with the injury, which is tough. But um, I like what Oregon State's been doing running the football, and I'd like to see that continue today. Yeah, I think if you're an Oregon State fan, you want to see that continuity on offense. So let's say you lose 38-33. You're not too disappointed with that. I think you want to avoid a 28-7 loss or something where the offense dubs its toe. However, if you do get this win, we were talking, it really sets the Beavers up nicely for the beginning of Pac-12 play. You have Arizona at home. They're vulnerable. Then you go on the road to Arizona State, and then you're going to host Washington State and Cal in back-to-back weeks. I think if you can get to 2-1 and one into conference play, that's going to build a lot of momentum for this team that's trying to go through a rebuild right now. You know, Speaking of continuity, I'm looking forward to Jake Luton. Mm-hmm. Are you Connor Blunt? I mean, are you this two-quarterback system team that you're going to blame the other guy because you didn't do well because, oh, that could have happened. We're just trying to find out who our guy is. No, no, no. Oregon State fans are expecting a win. Come on. You're expecting a win. You're going to go down there, play Nevada, expecting a win. Now, will they? I don't think they will. I think Nevada at home, yeah, they laid an egg against Vanderbilt. But what I saw on film against Portland State, I know I'm a little pre- Portland State's not that bad, but it's at Nevada, and there's a lot of history. Jude and I want to talk about a lot of history there of the first time they met back in 1999. Amazing. 1999, Jordan, I mean, Jonathan Smith. Fourth career star. Was a quarterback there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'll have a little history about that. But I, I think Nevada's going to pull this one out. I do as well. What do we stand with the coconut milk that then from last week? Well, well I think what we're going to do here I'm going to change it to almond milk now because Jordan told me the yeah. saturated fats and yeah. coconut. So I'm uh. glad. Actually, I'm glad he didn't bring it for my health purposes. <laughs> so Jordan really is really caring for my health. So I really appreciate that. So him. two weeks from now, we'll have it because we've got uh, some fun stuff next week planned that we'll talk more about a little bit later. That'll be a fun week down in Eugene. But two weeks from now. We'll have a little Stanford bet. Yeah, we'll yeah. have a little Stanford-Oregon bet on that okay, okay, I like it. You got it. I like it. Jordan, do you have to give a speech next week when you're inducted into the Oregon Athletics Hall of Fame? No, I don't. What it is, actually, is they're going to have uh, Jerry Allen and... Um, I can't remember who the other person joining him will be, but they're going to actually interview you. So they'll bring up each inductee for the Friday night celebration, and then they'll kind of just do an interview and ask him some questions. And it's kind of a good idea. I think they do that does a good job of kind of controlling how long each person will go because I could just – I could see myself being very long-winded, probably, in that <laughs> no. situation. You got, no. a lot of pe- you got a lot of people to thank. I got three. I got three times the coaches and teammates and trainers to thank in that situation. But um, it's gearing up to be a really fun weekend when you look at the fact that it's Hall of Fame. Students are back in town. There's a football reunion, and you've got obviously Stanford and just everything surrounding that game with a nighttime kickoff. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better weekend to celebrate something like this. Congratulations! Hey, that, thank that, you, my that, man. No, sir, that I was appreciate super, that. super stuff. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, Neil, you're a college football Hall of Famer. You're an Oregon sports Hall of Famer, a PSU athletic Hall of Famer. What's your advice to Jordan next week? Yeah, it was a pretty special time. Well, he's he's so humble here. <laughs> he is. He's humble. But he's, you got to be pride. The family's going to be very prideful for him, and you should be. And, and you'll be humble, and you'll be very thankful. I mean, look at the list of athletes at Oregon. Yeah. I mean, really. Um, you know, I went in really quick. I went in with Walter Payton, wow. uh, Jackson. Eddie, Eddie Robinson from Grambling wow. got in that year. Um, it was a great class to meet one of my all-time idols in Walter Payton. It was pretty, it was, what a thrill. Jackson State? Yes, that's the right. FCS Player of the Year's award is named after him. I only know that just because I like <laughs> FCS football. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, Neil Lomax, uh, we'll be taking care of this show for the next uh, hour and 45 minutes, up to 2 o'clock. Jordan Kent, congratulations to you again, my friend. 
And uh, we'll look forward to next week when you have the Oregon College Football Show with Brian Perkins at yeah. 1 o'clock Saturday ahead of Ducks and Cardinal. Come on, I love baby. it. A real game. Not, not like a real game, but like a real, real game we're going to talk yeah. about. It'll be exciting. Perkins, appreciate you, man. Love it. Love it. That's my take for the segment. Love it. <laughs> All right. More countdown to kickoff is coming up next. Myself and Neil Lomax. Thanks to Brian Perkins. Thanks to Jordan Kent for the Oregon College Football Show. This is all part of Oregon College Game Day each and every Saturday at 7 a.m. only on 1029 and 750 The Game.